Hi everyone, uh, today we're with Amoury in our flat. We just had amazing pancakes. Hi Amoury. Hi, thanks for having me. Can you tell us a bit about your dissertation then? Yes, so it was on styrene manufacturing and uh, I did an alkylation reactor on it. Uh, I'll talk more about that later. Uh, we had the, our first term was a group project where we were tasked to design a styrene manufacturing plant. If you don't know what styrene is, it's basically uh, plastic. Uh, but we wanted to uh, make it as ecological as possible and environmentally friendly. Um, so it was all a group project where we had to set up uh, our uh, manufacturing plant and we did so in Canada because um, one of the components you need to uh, do uh, to create styrene is ethylene and benzene and both of these could be sourced from for example biomass which is uh, environmentally friendly so we set up our company in Canada and the second term was uh, quite different it was individual and that's where I did my di the dissertation on it and my uh, project and, uh, each of our member had to choose a, a unit uh, from the plant a unit could be for example a reactor uh, where basically re uh, reactions uh, occur or it could be um, distillation column for example where we separate two components uh, so I chose a reactor and I chose actually the first reactor from the styrene plant which is which is called the uh, alkylation reactor and basically what alkylation is it's a uh, uh, the reaction f with um, um, ethylene and benzene to create ethyl benzene, which will be used later on in the process to eventually create styrene. So I had to design this whole reactor in order to meet some specifications. Notably, I had to create as much ethyl benzene as possible, but also the reaction of ethylene and benzene creates uh, diethyl benzene which had to be reduced as much as possible because it's a, it's a compound you really, you really don't want in your process because you have to eliminate afterwards. This could be uh, done by what is called a transalkylation reactor, which just converts diethyl benzene into ethyl benzene. Anyways, so um, my, for, to create my reactor, uh, I had to um, make some assumptions and um, the first one is about the um, thermophysical uh, properties of the reactor. It's, uh, it could be a number of things. For example, uh, there's heat transfer always occurring between uh, a reactor and its environment, and this could affect the reaction itself. And in order to uh, have the best temperature for a reaction, you could either maintain the temperature within the reactor uh, with uh, some sort of cooling fluid around the reactor because the reaction, uh, uh, the alkylation reaction I'm dealing with is exothermic, which means that it releases heat. So it's going to heat up the reactor. Too much heat means it's going to explode. So you have to cool it to maintain it at, at a temperature around um, 200 degrees Celsius. Uh, and the other option is to make the reactor adiabatic, which is what I did. This means that there's no heat transfer between the reactor and the environment. And uh, this could be done, for example, uh, by uh, covering up the reactor in some sort of material that doesn't allow heat transfer. 
So that's what I did. What kind of material would that be? Uh, that could be, for example, well, um, for, for example, when you have a, a, a window, you know, in your apartment and uh, there's a lot of heat transfer between the environment and your house, this is going to cool down your house if it's very cold outside. And so uh, what you do is you put another uh, kind of glass, uh, which is which has air in, in between this, right? Mm -hmm. uh, which doesn't allow as efficient heat transfer as just one uh, glass panel. Uh, so it's basically the same principle, except you you can't really have air uh, in between uh, the uh, uh, the two glass uh, panels for your reactor, which won't, won't be glass, but would be um, would be a stainless steel, for example, mm -hmm. because air would heat up and it would explode. So mm -hmm. it's just having a very thick reactor made of stainless steel, for example, and uh, it's very important to have this stainless stainless steel material because the alkylation reaction is very corrosive. And stainless steel is um, an anti-corrosive uh, uh, material, so it resists well to uh, corrosion. Anyway, so so my reactor was assumed to be adiabatic. I had to calculate the uh, uh, the width of the the reactor, and then I had to look more into the reactor, how it's gonna look like inside. And um, the problem that you have when it's adiabatic, it means that uh, inside the reactor, it's gonna heat up, like I said. And if, it's heat, and if it heats up too much, then it explodes. So you have to cool the whole reaction every so often. And what I did is I had separated the reactor into three beds. Uh, and what a bed is, basically a portion of the reactor. So imagine you have just three small reactors instead of one big one. And in between those beds, uh, you'll have a cooling, uh, uh, a cooling unit, which would, for, with uh, normal running water, cool down the reaction temperature uh, in order for the reaction to be safe and efficient. So that's what I did for the cooling part. Now, uh, inside the reactor, you need to optimize um, the, uh, well, the reaction itself. And this is done with something called a catalyst, which is, uh, in my case, a solid particle. Uh, kind of imagine, I don't know if you've seen sand crystals, but they kind of look alike. It's, I'm not sure. It's like, um, well, it's basically it's a bunch of like, a, it's a spiky sort of um, uh, material where there's holes almost everywhere. Mm -hmm. And this way, uh, you have the reaction and the, the liquid uh, or the gas coming into every, uh, um, coming in contact with almost all of the solid catalyst. And that way it's very efficient. So that's usually how a catalyst is. It could be uh, also just, uh, no, um, for example, uh, um, solid round particles floating everywhere but that's a bit different so in my case imagine you have a big tube which is filled up with the sort of solid porous material mm -hmm. right? and the uh, fluid which is actually for the alkylation reactor it's both a fluid uh, it's bo both a liquid and a gas and so um, imagine the whole fluid is going through this sort of porous material it comes in contact with the solid um, and the catalyst and so the catalyst's job, which I won't delve too much into it, is just to accelerate the reaction, right? Okay. Um, and uh, and also it's gonna fa favorize favorize uh, the um, um, the conversion of the two comp compounds into ethyl benzene, and not into diethyl benzene. Mm -hmm. um, so that's one advantage. Uh, so I had to, to uh, choose a catalyst, uh, choose the best one, 
and um, and yeah, uh, that's that's pretty much uh, uh, most of it. And at the end, I had good specifications. I actually managed to uh, decrease by a lot the number of ethyl the uh, amount of ethyl the ethyl benzene sorry that was produced, and that's good um, because that's a compound you don't want. And why so, yeah. don't you want it? Is it because it's toxic or is it because it's just pollution? Or? Well, it's, it's mainly because it's going to decrease the purity of the final output. Oh, okay. And the way that, uh, basically, since you only need ethyl benzene to create styrene, mm -hmm. if, you have, if you have the ethyl benzene, uh, well, then you'll have to purify it using a distillation column, and this adds a lot of cost, even more so if the ethyl benzene concentration is actually much bigger. Okay, and um, would you say that the whole design you've made is possible to actually make in real life? Well, it's um, it's it's the, it's the start. That that's for sure. I, I think if you follow, basically what I've outlined as a design, it would work uh, practically because that's the whole point. <laughs> uh, obviously, you need the whole team of engineers to kind of uh, design on small details. For example, I didn't quite cover uh, most of the. Um, the head shape of the reactor, which is basically the beginning and the end. But that's also one factor you have to take into account because it's, it's going to have a different width, um, etc. So uh, it, it could have additional details put into it, but that's outside of the scope of my product. Okay. And um, so your, your module would then be connected to other students' other parts exactly. to make plastic at the end, is that it? Yeah, yeah, that that's it, and the most ecological and environmentally friendly way possible. <laughs> but of course, that's a difficult task. Okay, well, thank you so much, Amory, um, for this little chat, and everybody have a lovely day. Thank you.